0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Keeping Stock. Uh, Welcome back to week one of the official quarantine or stay in place, at least here in Oregon. Week two of preferred social distancing. Day 16 without the NBA, amongst other things. And originally I had planned this podcast to be in relation to the history of Nike Dunks and Be True to Your School and tie that into March Madness. But as we all know, March Madness did not occur this year due to the coronavirus, so I pivoted and decided to go with today's episode of the Nike Dunk versus the Nike SB Dunk, what the differences are, try to help inform you so that you have a better understanding of what the real differences are, and have a little fun while we do it. So before we hop into the main topic, don't forget, Keeping Stock comes out every Sunday on your favorite platform. So let's get into it. So, as we see the rise of the Nike SB Dunk again, and colorways of the Nike Dunk begin to come out again, there's been a lot of confusion, as some of these SBs have only been released at skateboarding shops, while some people are calling to see if certain Dunks are releasing at skateboarding shops, when they're similar products, but different in their own regards. So, first off, we have to start with the history, right? The Nike Dunk came out first. It is modeled after the Air Jordan 1 and the Terminator in some regards, the Nike Terminator. And that was in 1985. And so they took the Dunks and made a very similar silhouette to the Air Jordan 1. At that time, there wasn't a whole lot of innovation in the space. So you had to use the same materials. It was primarily leather, had the nylon tongue, high top, and it was a performance Shoe at that point in time. And so it was intended for basketball players. And so that's why you saw different schools in that Be True to Your School pack get individual colorways. However, at the same time, in the 80s, skating culture is growing rapidly, and skaters find that the Nike Dunk is the perfect shoe to skate in. It works for all assets, streets, and park skating or vert skating. And so The dunks gain popularity outside of the sports world. And it isn't until 2002, the early 2000s, that Nike takes advantage of quote-unquote extreme sports and with their heading being Nike Skateboarding or Nike SB. And so that launches in 2002. And now we have the Nike Dunk and a high and a low, and then you have the Nike SB Dunks. And so at this time, you have to understand What are the build differences of these sneakers? The Nike Dunks have a standard foam insole. Once again, built in 1985. Not a whole lot has changed. The SB Dunks are now beginning to utilize zoom air or zoom pods in the heel for more cushion along with a spongy foam sole and certain materials to wick moisture away. As you can see, technology materials have advanced dramatically, and SB dunks have now shifted to be a performance skateboarding version for the dunk in the skateboarding world. So, you want to take a lot of that shock absorption off your knees, whether you're, you know, doing a tray flip down a six stair or you're coming down and on a vert pipe or half pipe, you want to the least amount of shock to affect your body, your knees, your hips, your spine. And so they put that zoom unit in the heel. And when I originally skated before I hurt my wrist, trying to nollie down like a little four there in the middle of basketball season, uh, before a very large tournament, uh, I did skate in Nike SB Dunks, just a regular inline model that I got at a local skating spot. Um, and I used to skate the dark star board brand, uh, and really love Stevie Williams, etc. And I really just enjoyed the Nike SB dunks because I played basketball. I like Nike and it crossed. And for a while, a lot of people didn't like Nike getting into skateboarding because Nike wasn't true to skating. They were kind of this big corporate sellout. They didn't know much about skating and it took a while to overcome that. And now you see them mainline and well and respected because they've put in the time, the money, and the effort to build their skating brand appropriately. And then next in the build, dunks typically have an unpadded nylon mesh tongue. And right at the top of the tongue on the interior, you typically see two fold marks um, to help bend where that Nike label stitches over. While the SBs typically have a very padded and spongy tongue. And in some cases, they even have the elastic straps to keep the tongue and lace in place. So that way while you're skating, your tongue doesn't slide to you know the outside of your left or lead foot if you're regular or lead right foot if you're goofy. And if you don't know what regular and goofy is, those are just two stances um, for skating or snowboarding. And this is why SP's most are notably different, is that fat tongue, the padded tongue. And that's how you can really tell the difference from a, you know, a thousand foot view, because it could be tough to tell the difference between the insoles, right? And that padded tongue, once again, is for performance, a little extra protection. You don't want to catch a board, you know, to the middle of your foot, um, or kind of higher up on the ankle. Next, we move into the outsole, where dunks have That OG outsole that's on the Air Jordan 1, that's what they were modeled after the rubber outsole. Also on the Air Force One, you know, it has those circular grooves with the uh, Nike branding on the mid of the outsole. Or Nike SBs, Nike skateboarding dunks, were a bit more finer tuned to have better grip and traction on grip tape material as opposed to the hardwood and so you're going to see a few more grooves you're also going to see a little bit of extra foam throughout the outsole for that shock absorption so you can see how they've really just tried to tweak the nike dunk for performance skateboarding it's almost like how recently we saw the air jordan one have zoom incorporated into the model or the zoom air incorporated Without as much of a drastic change, then you have another thing you can notice from the thousand-foot view is dunks typically have the standard flat laces, as SBS are going to have more of a variety of a, but typically that standard rope lace, round lace. It's a little bit puffier. Some of them have Kevlar aglets, little tips on the end of the shoelaces, to prevent from fraying while skating, and abrasion from the grip tape but mainly that's going to be your your the difference between a dunk and an sb dunk from what you can see from the outside being sb dunks have the padded tongue slightly different laces other thing that typically once again i said typically a lot here because sometimes nike makes variations but more often than not the nike dunk is mostly leather based um as the SBs more, have a more equal balance of leather and other materials. Um, sometimes they believe, you know, that suede is going to give you more traction, so extra flick while skateboarding to make the board rotate an extra once or twice or w- grip across as you're trying to go a certain way. And when you now know the difference between dunks and SB dunks, I pulled some stats that I found mildly interesting from StockX as of March 27th. And so on stock X, the highest average sale price for a Nike Dunk is gonna be the cowboy or the soul collector, low, low, it's multicolor. Or for the SBs, I'm sure you've guessed it. Very sought after. We've seen a lot of celebrities pull them out, talked about on a lot of sneaker YouTube content and that's going to be the Nike SB Dunk in the Paris colorway. Average sale for the Paris SB Dunk, $27,000. For the Cowboy Soul Collector Nike Dunk, that's going to be $2,400. So the Paris Dunk is obviously 10 times more um, highly sought after. I would never personally spend nearly that much on a sneaker, Um, you know, 2400 still is up there. Maybe if it was an absolute grail, which is a great conversation to have maybe in another podcast on what a grail really is or should be. But you can see that the absurd prices for the SB dunk. Further, we look at what's been sold the most on StockX. And I was surprised to find out that this was for the Nike dunks was the off white in the pine colorway has sold around 7,000 pairs since being released. While on the SB front, it is the Nike Supreme Jewel in this black and silver colorway. That's sold about 6,300 pairs. Uh, and, you know, this is all relative. This is going to be based on, obviously, quantity as opposed to quality or um, resale price or hype. But you're going to have the off-white and the pine colorway. And then the supreme, jewel, and silver. The other thing I wanted to break down real quick is the various phases of the box that the Nike SB Dunk has been offered in. So, um, oh, since two thousand two, they wanted to Nike wanted to distinguish their skateboarding brand um, as opposed to from their athletic brand, so that it does stand out. You understand that this is Nike skateboarding and not Nike basketball. One of those things, once again, they fought for in the skateboarding industry to differentiate their different branches of what Nike really does. So in 2002, you have the orange box, uh, orange and then the cardboard tan, and some notable dunks from there is the Nike SB Dunk Supreme, and then the Z-York and SB Dunk collaboration. We move on to 2003, 2004, you get the silver box. One of the easiest to mentally picture is the Heineken SB Dunk Low, and then 2004, 2005 in the pink box. So we've got an orange box, silver box, pink box. Easiest to visualize here is Jeff Staples Pigeon SB Dunk Low, one of the most sought after sneakers of all time, regardless of styles. And then we also have the Tiffany Dunk Low. 2006 to 2007. So from 04 to 05, that was the hype of the pink box era. Still being produced in 06 07 is when we changed to the black box, which you may know the SBTGs or the Pee Wee Hermans. And then from 2007 to 2009, you get the gold box with the Lobster and Concepts collaboration on the SB Dunk Low. And then from 2009 to 2012, you get the blue box. I personally like the Miss Pac-Man joints during this era. Then 2012 to 2013, you get the taped box. uh, When Pigs Fly released in this era, 2013 to 2020, we get the teal box, which is the De La Souls, Lance Mountains, and now we're at the striped box era, the multicolor. And obviously the most notable release from here is going to be the Travis Scotts. So you had orange box, silver, pink, black, gold, blue, taped, teal, and striped, as all the different box areas. So I hope that cleared some up, some misinformation, or gave you a better idea of the actual difference between the Nike Dunk, Nike SB Dunk, the Nike Dunk in itself is a piece of Nike history in that original 1985 series still going on today, SB Dunk, the Spearhead for Nike skateboarding, and They're very subtle differences. So I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, If you are going to drop off the podcast from here before we move into cool content and upcoming releases, I appreciate your guys' time. With that being said, we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back for some of this week's cool content. If you like what you've heard so far, make sure to follow us on social media, Instagram at KeepingStock and Twitter at Keeping underscore Stock. Further, social media is always found in the show notes and other cool things that are going on with the Keeping Stock podcast. But the best place to find that is going to be following us on Instagram and Twitter. Without further ado, let's get back to the show. All right. All right. Cool content. I think I'd be amiss if I didn't mention what has been storming social media, mainly Twitter, And that's been the Netflix documentary, Tiger King, the documentary of essentially Joe Exotic and people who profit or have a business around big cats. And it's absolutely wild. It is phenomenal. I didn't know about any of this prior to this documentary. And the characters that they choose are so interesting and so intertwined. And there's so much hatred and drama and absurdities. It's mind boggling to say the least, but without spoiling it, my opinion is of the characters, they're all essentially the same people. They have different perceptions of what they're doing, being better than others or being different from others. But to me, it all stands out as they're just all terrible people. Um, there's one person in there who, uh, I think is a generally nice person, one or two of them, but the rest are all just kind of lost in this competitive, ferocious atmosphere, um, and get into some serious trouble. And so that's Tiger King. Uh, if you guys do end up seeing it, just shoot me a tweet on, you know, Twitter or DM on Instagram. Let me know your thoughts, and we can kind of chop it up there. Further this week, we saw sneakers do a giant restock with some of the. Fearless collaborations, the NYC to Chicago, some of the Sakai's, the Michigan 5's, things of that nature, the Shattered Backboard 3.0's. Some people got access to everything. Some people got access to one pair. And some people, like myself, got access to absolutely nothing. And that may be based on that black box that Nike has of their algorithm and how they choose this exclusive access or membership details, because typically I don't purchase a lot through sneakers unless that's the only opportunity. I do like to go through local sneaker boutiques or independent sneaker boutiques if they're getting new releases to support them, especially during these times. Um, And that's always kind of been how I rolled. And so recently in the current Twist of the economy and the coronavirus, I think it's been very important to at least make a try, at least try to help your local boutiques, you know, and purchase online. If you go on there and you see that they are getting a new release, or they have an old and consigning an old sneaker that you wanted, and you know that was your you're thinking about pulling the trigger from StockX, maybe check out your local boutique first, and then pivot to these big name brands. And the other thing that's been going on like crazy over the past two weeks is all of the sales um, on Adidas, Nike, Foot Locker, East Bay, um, everything in between, right? And very similar to what a few podcasts ago about making a sneaker budget. Check that out if you haven't. Um, just because something's on sale doesn't mean it's a good deal, right? If you aren't in the market for it, don't buy it. But sometimes you get very lucky, and I got very lucky this week. I've been looking at the Pusha T Adidas Oswego for a while now in the gum bottom colorway, and it's always been $130, bucks or it hasn't been in my size. And so finally, uh, a Twitter account posted a deal for 40% off, and I knew that was the time to pull a trigger. It fell under my desired price range, which was you know, at ninety bucks, I would pull the trigger, and forty percent was much lower than ninety, and uh, free shipping. So I'm happy to get those in. Been looking forward to those for a while, and a great deal. So be on the lookout for some of the sneakers you may have had your eyes on for a while and haven't been able to purchase, because there's a lot of deals going around right now. But don't impulse buy in an unknown economy, because that can spell trouble. Now, time for upcoming releases. Not a whole lot coming up in the first week of April. Once again, coronavirus has pushed back quite a few sneakers uh, as another long repercussion of the coronavirus, very similar to, once again, another podcast on how coronavirus is affecting sneakers a few episodes ago. And in that one, I talked a lot about the global supply chain, and now we're seeing it start to hit the U.S. because stores are closed, foot lockers closed, a lot of big box retailers are closed, your local boutique, etc. cetera. And so that volume may not be there, the demand or the uncertainty of the economy, because if you haven't created that emergency fund or you fell in on hard times and are without a job, $225 for sneakers shouldn't be your first priority. And so Nike, Adidas, et cetera, are aware of that. And they're pushing sneakers back to hopefully once people start seeing income generating once again, and they've caught up on bills that sneaker is going to come out. So for this first week of April, we're looking at March 29th through April 4th. We see Adidas unleash quite a few different NMD R ones We see a couple different night joggers. Nothing too stand out here. We do get a Nike SB Dunk Mid in the Griffey colorway. Uh, pretty sweet colorway if you're a fan of Griffey. Ken Griffey Jr. that is. I'm not a huge mid fan in the SBs. I've kind of been a low top guy. Some of the high stand out, but a really cool commemorative colorway for Ken Griffey Jr. That comes out on the first. We also see the Nike Kobe Five Pro Tro Lakers, the first Kobe release we've seen since his unfortunate accident. Maybe we'll see the big parade that was supposed to release the weekend following that, but so far the Kobe 5 Pretro and the Lakers colorway. Then we get a Puma LQD Cell Omega. Um, kind of looks all over the place. Might be better and, you know, more neutral or solid colorways. That's also on April 1st. We get the Adidas 4D Run 1.0. 4D technology is sweet, but it's similar to Adapt technology. And I'm, I should just break that down in a podcast later. But that. Technology, I think, needs to scale to where it's affordable because right now I'm not looking to pay $220 for a casual runner or some of their more premium $350, $400 shoes. Just doesn't suit it for me when the technology really hasn't been completely figured out. Also, on the second, we get the Adidas Superstar Reflective, we get the Superstar B Side, and then the White Iridescent. And then as we move into The weekend we see the Air Jordan Five Grade School Easter colorway. This looks terrible. It's not for me. Obviously, I'm not in grade school, but it just looks lazy. Um, It's kind of just paint splattered on what looks similar to you know a white, the white metallic five that came out a few years ago. Then we get the Nike Paul George Four in the black and red colorway, the Air Jordan One Retro High white and court purple, the Nike Little Posit One rainbow pixel and that's all your releases eventually maybe some bigger releases will come out but let me know what you're getting or what you've gotten recently or picked up or what you wore for air max day that happened this past thursday uh i went with some lebron 10s but that being said i appreciate you guys's time and for supporting me and all the feedback that i've gotten i'm working on the back end to get some guests for you guys because you seem to really enjoy when uh, sneaker customizer, Malcolm Garrett was on there. So, uh, some things are in the work. I hope you guys enjoy your weekend. I hope you're staying safe, staying rested, staying in place and helping flatten the curve for coronavirus. So I'll catch you guys next week.